From meditation, stress management, safer substance use, and sexual health, we will literally talk sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Join us to dive deep into some student health questions. We'll learn about wellness together, try some coping tools, and meet some interesting people. Your co-hosts, Heather and Craig. Perfect blend of Campus Health and Wellness Center and Sal's. Each week, we'll DIY a wellness tool together. And then nerd out and dig into the science behind how it works. Email your health and wellness-related questions to wellpod at durhamcollege.ca to be discussed anonymously on air. Welcome Welcome to to the the Wellpod at DC. Welcome to the Wellpod at DC from the Media Hub on riotradio.ca. Today, we are exploring integrity. Our student question of the week was, lying doesn't make me feel very good. Can being dishonest make me sick? So we're going to explore a little bit around what is integrity, the effects on our body when we're not being integritous, if that is a, a we, word. We talked about that earlier. It, it's not the right it's word. It's our word, our word for the week, <laughs> and how to maintain integrity as a student. So many of us know the story of the boy that cried wolf or liar, liar, pants on fire. Craig, as a parent, as a teacher, have you ever had to have conversations around lying for sure i mean i think we all have nothing's really coming to mind more mm-hmm. when i think of it i think of times where uh, i i You've was been caught? unfortunately <laughs> the mm-hmm. uh the one um yeah so the one with your pants on fire as uh, they say yes unfortunately i had some family friends that uh when their kids were little they would say uh, they could tell if you were lying because your ears would turn red mm. and so then when the kids would start lying you'd see them covering up their ears <laughs> so that uh you couldn't see their ears being red so in definition integrity is the state of being whole and undivided the word integrity comes from the latin adjective uh, integer meaning intact whole or complete Integrity is the inner sense of wholeness deriving from qualities such as honesty and consistency of character. In ethics, a person is said to possess the virtue of integrity if the person's actions are based upon an internal consistent framework of principles. Integrity can be seen as the state of having a value system and acting congruently within it. Honesty and integrity are related, but they're not the same thing. Honesty is the quality of being truthful and straightforward in our dealings, but it is being consistent and steadfast in our adherence to moral principles that integrity lands. It involves doing what is right, even when no one is watching, standing up for our beliefs in the face of oppression or temptation. And a person with integrity may be honest, but not all honest people may have integrity. Jensen and Enherd and Zafron 2006 paper, Integrity, a Positive Model that Incorporates the Normative Phenomenon of Morality, Ethics, and Legality, presented a positive model of integrity, and they found a casual link between integrity and increased performance, quality of life, and value creation. They summarized integrity as honoring your word, not keeping your word, but more of an actionable pathway that involves earning the trust of others. In workplaces, Newell Captain uh, found, he's a workplace ethics researcher, found integrity not to be a one-dimensional concept and presents a multifaceted perspective on integrity. His 2013 article, Why Good People Sometimes Do Bad Things, gave us 52 reflections on ethics in the workplace, and he explores all integrity he feels has a price, and as William Shakespeare once said, for who so firm that cannot be seduced. He warns of the dangers in going along with group unethical practices and says that there is a cost when we sell our integrity. Integrity relates to the um, 
the rules and social expectations to morality as well as to ethics and to actions as well to attitude. Lastly, in culture and religion, there's a wonderful book called Creating a Life of Integrity in Conversation with Joseph Goldstein by Gail Anderson Stark, where they explore integrity in Buddhism, for instance. And it states that integrity is crucial and overlooked ingredient in the happiness mix, quoting, like yeast in bread, integrity lifts us. The authors define integrity as living up to your own aspirations for a full and honorable life. Why? Because we feel lousy when we don't. But my favorite find this week when exploring integrity was back from Brene Brown from last week, that wise belonging researcher that we discuss. And her acronym for trust is called BRAVING, which stands for boundaries, reliability, accountability, vault, integrity, non-judgment, and generosity. And we have an image coming up on our screen right now, which is one of her quotes, where she says, integrity is choosing courage over comfort, choosing what is right over what is fun, fast or easy, and choosing to practice our values rather than simply professing them. Craig, you've brought someone with you today to talk about integrity more from an academic perspective. For sure. So I'm happy to welcome Leslie Lindstrom from SALS. Um, we work together uh, over there and Leslie is our writing specialist in SALS and uh, helps students in a number of ways, including pointing out that integritus is not a word when I <laughs> made close, that up though. the it's other integrous. day. <laughs> integrous. Oh, yeah. There's the word. I learned something. Yeah, we figured it out, but rarely <laughs> used as you shared with me uh, earlier and that's why I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, but uh, helping students with yeah various aspects of their uh, their writing but also in terms of academic integrity when working on assignments and, and writing and so on I don't know if there's anything you would add to that in terms of uh, in terms of your role um, I think part of it is also pointing students towards resources that will help them understand what academic integrity is and how to maintain it um, answering questions that they may have because it is as Heather introduced lots of research about it lots of discussion about it but sometimes not exactly able to pin, students aren't able to actually pinpoint what it means. I think from an academic perspective, the students are, most students want to do their work honestly, mm -hmm. um, with courage, with um, conviction, but it's understanding what's expected and how to do that. So a lot of times it's just having conversations, answering questions so that students feel more comfortable in understanding what they have to do. Mm -hmm. For sure, I really like that, Brene. Brown mm -hmm. quote from a number of places I jotted down courage over comfort from mm -hmm. the standpoint yeah. courage to say I can do it on my own as opposed to the comfort that comes with I got it done and I got a good grade and and so on which we'll talk a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, about later on but I think that really stuck mm -hmm. out to me from that uh, from that uh, quote mm -hmm. and so in terms of as you said there's a lot of research in this area but as far as at DC resources available and so on what would be some resources that you might point students towards well first of all I want to mention that this week actually is academic integrity awareness week so um, starting on Tuesday up till tomorrow we're sort of putting information out just having people engage in the conversation about what academic integrity is mm. what it means to them how to uh, understand responsibilities and so on so that's this week and then next week I'm going to put a plug in for this mm -hmm. as well Please is do. the International Day of Action for Academic Integrity and um, as the name says international there are all sorts of international initiatives happening 
Durham College will be participating in that. We'll have an event happening in the pit next mm -hmm. Wednesday from 10 to 2. So uh, we're directing students to that as well, a chance to talk about what academic integrity means to them and how to, uh, again, sharing resources that will help students understand what it is and, and how to do their complete their studies in an honest way. We have a, a really great newly updated academic integrity site on MyDC that has information about, again, what it means, but also sort of from a student responsibility perspective mm -hmm. and that it's not a punitive thing. It's like, here's some information. This is what it means. This is what it means to you. Hopefully students are starting to see those connections and then resources to help them better understand the policy, which isn't an easy read, um, understand the policy and then resources that can help support them as they're doing their studies. So the MyDC Academic Integrity page is a good one. We have some top tips that we share with students about how to avoid plagiarism. The library has some great resources on referencing and so on. And then information about um, group work and just mm. some information, some things about things to watch for when you're doing group work, taking that responsibility for your own work, supporting your group members, but not um, not copying from each other. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that uh, I'd like to explore a little more later, share some mm -hmm. resources and oh, so okay, on good. about, because um, yeah, one of the things in terms of academic integrity is understanding what it is, mm -hmm. but then how do I um, uh, maintain my integrity mm -hmm. to say it the right way, as opposed to I'm integritous, um, <laughs> but to maintain my academic integrity. So those are all great resources that you mentioned. And I kind of um, uh, had a, a note here for myself, something you had said just there, but earlier to me as well, the positive sort mm -hmm. of angle of it, as opposed to here's here's how you're going to get in trouble if you mm -hmm, do this mm -hmm. as opposed to, uh, or sorry, instead of that, having a, this is what you do to be successful mm -hmm, as far mm -hmm. as academic integrity Exactly. Goes. And deep down, most people do want to, I think, um, earn whatever it is, their credential um, and feel proud of the work that they've done. Mm -hmm. And if they're, if, if they do go about things, trying to take shortcuts and so on, it's going to end up in a number of ways. It's not a good situation. Mm -hmm. um, so informing students about what is expected, ensuring that they understand there's support available, that they can ask questions, that um, no question is a stupid question, mm -hmm. right? And just making sure that they feel comfortable to approach people, whether it's their professors or the academic support available around mm -hmm. them, checking out the resources and so on, so that they understand, again, what their responsibilities are and, and how they can be successful. For sure. So sort of bouncing off of that in terms of responsibilities, you mentioned a number of ways there of things they should, uh, um, students should uh, look into or think about as supports. What would be sort of those key responsibilities that you think a student needs to keep in mind? Well, I would say one thing is making sure that they're allowing time to do their work properly mm -hmm. and, um, and building in time to ask for help if they need it. So that if they reach out to their professor, if they come to SALS, talk to their student advisor, library, and so on, taking their studies seriously so that they are, and, and sorry, I'm going to backtrack a bit too, also remembering why they're here and that they've made a decision to come to school. They should be proud of the fact that they are in their program, they're pursuing something that they want. So remembering that as they're doing their studies and recognizing that there, there aren't shortcuts and I'm gonna to have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. um, I need to allow time to do it properly. I know there's help available if I need it. And um, as long as I'm being responsible to myself and being honest with myself, um, I'm going to be successful. 
Leslie, that first kind of uh, tip area that you gave us around like giving yourself enough time. Mm. I wonder if that's often one of the main kind of uh, costs, not costs, but why we sell our integrity sometimes. For sure. Is because of that pressure we're feeling when we've accidentally left something to the last minute as something is due and we're not sure how to move forward in a more ethical way. Mm -hmm. Anecdotally, what would you say are some of the most common reasons that students sometimes act out of integrity? Definitely um, procrastination is, um, and sometimes it's just they're trying to balance so much, right? School, work, family, uh, life, um, health things, whatever. And so being realistic and making sure that they are building in that time, not rushing their work because then Mm -hmm. careless mistakes can happen. I also see that students sometimes will um, try to, or will uh, try to be helpful to their classmates, but in fact, they're not helping them by sharing work with them. Mm -hmm. And instead of, you know, just passing something over to a student, suggesting other things. So, you know, why don't you go to Sal's? Why don't you talk to the professor? Why don't you look at, you know, this week's lecture and, and look at for some resources in there as opposed to, I'm just gonna give you my stuff. And so time is a big one. Um, maybe not even asking for help is another, is another risk factor. Mm-hmm. Because if they're going about doing things and they're not sure exactly what has to be done or they're thinking, oh, I have to do it this way and I don't really understand it or this, vocabulary is too tricky for me. I've got to, there's got to be an easy way to do it. And, and there isn't, it's Mm -hmm. going to be hard work. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that it's going to be hard work, but that there's help available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned it's academic integrity week Mm -hmm. and, uh, and IDOA is coming up uh, next Wednesday. So why is it important for us to talk? You've mentioned speaking to somebody, uh, you know, your professor and, group members, but in a, in a good way. Mm -hmm. But why is it important that we talk about integrity, that there's a whole international Mm -hmm. day uh, related to it and a whole week related to it? Why is that? Well, I think integrity isn't just about school, obviously, as you were talking about before, it's sort of life. It's a life motto. It's a way of approaching um, what we do, our relationships and so on. So talking about academic integrity and connecting it to school but also what happens outside of school, mm-hmm. what happens um, beyond school in terms of career and so on. It's like, it's got tentacles all over the place. It relates to just about every, I think, every aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, are we being honest with ourselves? Are we being honest with other people? Are we doing our work with courage and conviction and being responsible? And so having those conversations, and in fact, I was talking with a, a student today who um, is from Sri Lanka. And I said, tell me about academic integrity. And she said, I'd never even heard that word until I, that expression until I came here. Mm. And she said, no, our teachers just said, don't cheat. They Mm. they were told that, but she goes, I didn't know the the whole picture of what that all meant. So I think making sure that we're all having this conversation, making it kind of normal to talk about Mm -hmm. integrity and academic integrity, and then reinforcing the importance of we're all in this, right? And we all are responsible for what we do and the decisions we make. But at DC, there's lots of help available if you're not sure of what you have to do. For sure. And, yeah. and having a good definition, right? As opposed to just bouncing off what mm-hmm. you said of we were told not to cheat. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what does that mean? Exactly. Right? Even academic integrity, like what does that mean? What does that look like mm-hmm. under certain circumstances mm-hmm. and, and so on? Like group work, if we're all working as a group, then you know, do I think, oh, it's anything goes because we're in the same group. Yeah, it's being clear about what's being asked of you. I mean, there is a policy. I won't, I'll just quote one part of it. It says academic integrity means completing your studies in an open, honest and responsible manner. So that's, that's the college policy, open, honest and responsible. And so if you take that 
um, and extend it to group work, individual work, discussion posts, um, beyond going to your career and so on, being open, honest, and responsible. That's that's what we want from people, I think. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to have an open, honest, responsible conversation for sure, and open, honest, responsible behaviors. And kind of tied to that, something that, uh, well, we came across in terms of uh, a situation mm. in, it was Atlanta, right? Yeah. A situation in Atlanta, something you just said there, like post-college, right? Because sometimes we think, oh, we're in college class mm -hmm. and, and turning in work. But as you said, getting into a good rhythm, for lack of a better way of saying it, so that I'm not uh, uh, cheating to get through school and then I get to my mm. career and it continues. It was a situation where nine uh, Atlanta um, teachers um, and administrators, and, administrators yeah. and so on were yeah. uh, actually sent to jail for a good amount of time. Seven years. Seven, oh my. Seven years. Within like 15-ish years probation after yeah, that, $25,000 fine. What did they yeah. do? <laughs> There was standardized testing at the uh -huh. school and they wanted their numbers to be good because it was linked to, um, it's uh, linked to how much money the school gets uh. from government. So they were, as the students wrote the tests, mm -hmm. they told the students answers. They'd walk by and point at the right answer. Wow. They, I forget some of the other things they did, but like, I mean, just that brazen, if that's the word to say that they just, pointed them straight out or announced Set them, them out loud, announced them, them to the whole world. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. But that, um, yeah, that it continues on sometimes, unfortunately, uh, I could see from your face, uh, the frustration <laughs> just thinking about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and how does that dilute the, like the quality of the education and how, mm -hmm. how is that modeling? It's not modeling yeah. <laughs> what you would expect of a professional. For sure. You should read the, uh, read the article from the judge's statements as oh, wow. he, uh, as he, uh, um, gave them their sentences. Penalty. Yeah. And it, it makes me reflect on, you had mentioned kind of time often being a constrictor mm -hmm. sometimes. Times, but also, you know, that pressure of what we may benefit mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. selling our integrity. Or how, uh, not excusing anything, but how much mm -hmm. pressure is there oh, as yeah. well from the, if this is my uh, end project for a course where this is worth 60% mm -hmm. of my mark, uh, not excusing, breaking, uh, breaching academic integrity, but there's that extra pressure. I, sure. I have to be successful because, mm -hmm. you know, as much as it's extreme, if I get zero on this, like mm -hmm. I'm not going to pass the class, mm -hmm. right? And that's why it's important to build in the time, ask for help. If you're feeling that much pressure and you're thinking about doing something that would go against your normal behavior, your ethics, the honesty or the honest standards that you um, try to live by, um, you're not doing yourself any favors and it will come back Mm -hmm. to be a little bit punitive. There are consequences for, for breaching academic integrity. For sure. And I think that relates to what we're going to talk about in the, uh, in the next section a little bit in terms of what goes on in our brains mm -hmm. and uh, some uh, interesting research that I've come across in terms of not only what goes on in our brains, but how that ties to this maybe rhythm that we get mm -hmm. into in terms of continuing to um, cheat, breach academic integrity as we've uh, talked about here today. Absolutely. Don't forget you can follow us on social media at DCSA Media Hub as well as at Wellness at DC. Here is Integrity by Cosmazi Washington right here on riotradio.ca.
Welcome back to the WellPod at DC from the Media Hub on riotradio.ca. Can living not in integrity make us sick? Research has been has linked telling lies to an increased risk of cancer, increased risk of obesity, anxiety, depression, addiction, poor work satisfaction, and poor relationships, according to Desiree Lee Fitzgerald, assistant professor at Psychology of Eastern Connecticut State University. Craig, is there research on the effects are on our body when we're not living with integrity? What's out there? Yeah, for sure there is. And some of it actually bounce off, bounces off of that when you really get down into hormones that go on in terms of stressful situations like mm -hmm. when we're when we're cheating and what is our body doing as far as uh, those hormones go before we get into uh, maybe the hormones and, and brain a little bit I'll talk about another little bit of research that was done in France at mm -hmm. uh, Notre Dame uh, University mm -hmm. where they actually investigated sort of um, uh, amounts of lies that people were giving and how they actually felt both physical uh, sorry mental health wise mm. and physical health wise wow. so what the researchers did was over the course of 10 weeks they took 110 liars and truth tellers <laughs> basically they took 110 what were students in the end so it's a sort of narrower age range but evenly divided uh, males and females and uh, half of them were truth tellers and half of them were liars and so the way that it uh, worked was that the truth tellers, they said, we want you to put effort into not telling lies as you go through the next uh, 10 weeks. Even the little white ones, they even, call them, yeah. Even the little white ones, just, but record when you do. Mm. because no human is perfect as some of your quotes earlier uh, stated but quote how many times you do during the day and just note them and so on and then the uh, the liars which is kind of sad when you think about it they just they didn't tell them to lie they just didn't tell them not to lie when the assumption is they're going to lie <laughs> mm. but they said we want you to note when you lie as well so the instructions were the same other than they didn't say anything about not lying or lying. We just want you to note down and so on. And they would have them back to the um, back to the uh, research um, lab, the if you will, the yes. laboratory. <laughs> but attach them to, to polygraphs and um, and uh, ask them questions via questionnaires, and um, then they compiled that information after the uh, after the ten weeks. And it was some um, pretty interesting results that they mm. uh, they came across because uh, as much as the exciting if you will or interesting answer is that lying makes you sick short answer to answer your question it was what they found was both mental health changes and physical health changes based on the no lie group Oh. Again, not that the no lie group didn't ever lie, but they're tracking as they tried to reduce the number of lies they uh, had and they followed them over weeks. So they could actually see like this week they lied less. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, this is still the no lie group. Some people might have lied more than last week. Some people lied less. And what they found that even reducing the number of lies per week by three, and we're talking even little white lies, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. led to a decrease in um, describing themselves as uh, uh, having melancholy or feeling tense through the week. So the mental health mm -hmm. changes that happen there. And then in terms of phys physical health issues, they actually shared that they 
they um, didn't have as many sore throats, didn't have as many headaches relative to those who lied maybe a few times more this week mm-hmm. versus last week and relative to the uh, control group. Interesting. So there was actually an outcome for those individuals as they reduced their number of uh, number of lies in terms of, as I said, mental and physical health. Hmm. But then it was interesting, even some of the other changes that the article discussed, because as they processed with the uh, with the participants, the students, after about five out of the 10 weeks, the students who were in the no lies group actually stated that they found themselves more honest than they Mm. did at the beginning. So we talked about self-reflection to go yeah. back to past episodes as I tend to do. <laughs> and, uh, but it was that as they reflected on that, they felt no, like more, I'm an honest person. I am someone who is honest <laughs> because I've made, well, not really a choice, but I've been given this uh, situation of telling less lies. So I actually feel like I'm more honest than I was um, before. So kind of that, getting the ball rolling. We kind of touched upon it earlier and I'll come back to some other research that I found, but that it's, you know, as I, if you will, practice honesty, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more honest hmm. yeah. and then I'm more inclined to be more honest as I, as I move forward in, in terms of that. It's like the quote I mentioned earlier from that book, creating a life of integrity, like yeast and bread making integrity lifts us. Right, so it's mm-hmm. interesting to think about more integritous, integrous, integrous, integrous. We are underutilized word apparently. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Uh, how it can lift us and kind of keep us uh, feeling motivated to continue that life path. For sure, really interesting. Yeah. And it kind of tied to some other things that we were talking about in last week's episode of belonging. They also reported that. Um, sorry, I've lost my place, but they also said that their personal relationships improved, mm-hmm. which kind of generally makes sense mm-hmm. if you have, you know, a, a partner, let's say, and you're lying less to them, mm-hmm. you know, but even even that, like little white lies, if you will, we all say them, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, they found an outcome that was my personal relationship. Not that it was always partners, but was better because in general, they said my social relationships in general are improved now that I tell less lies or I'm more focused on being in that, uh, that no lie um, group. And I'm feeling good about myself, which is going to translate into in relationships with others, for sure. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. I Again, self-reflection, I, mm-hmm. I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. I know myself better. Mm-hmm. And so, and in terms of belonging, we talked last week of, mm-hmm. and who I'm bringing into that relationship is me, mm-hmm. as opposed to, little white lie or mm-hmm. big fake me or almost. fake me yeah, yeah, yeah. right which yeah. we talked about in terms of belonging mm-hmm. it's not fitting in right mm-hmm. it's belonging because here i am as opposed to trying to mask mm-hmm. something and adjust trying to lie and kind of fit in versus just being your authentic self exactly mm-hmm. a bit more exactly interesting and even more interesting things came out of it they they learned if you will like strategies but like almost a realization of how do I not like? How do I not lie? Mm-hmm. Right? Because what if someone asks me something that's like, I don't want to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? This is going to get awkward. Right? But it was like sort of the uh, key things that they that they learned was it it actually didn't matter. I didn't need to tell that white lie for things to be okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's an, a better social relationship there of, okay, you know, tell Heather, tell Leslie, you know, this mm-hmm. thing, because I don't want them to feel bad, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I tell the truth. Mm-hmm. 
and then, hey, thanks for telling me the truth, Greg. And then we respect you for that even, as opposed to you telling us something that we maybe want to hear, but isn't actually truthful. (laughs) And even thinking academic integrity wise from maybe professor side of things, who am I watching out for more than next assignment that comes in? Mm -hmm. The people who cheated on the first one or the people who didn't, Mm -hmm. right? Not to say I'm not thinking about that, but unfortunately we become biased, right? Of Mm -hmm. this person didn't have integrity on the first one, so I'm gonna double check things, Mm -hmm. agree or disagree that that's right or wrong, but we're kind of designed that way, right? Mm -hmm. Versus, Mm -hmm. hey, yeah, this person's honest in a personal relationship or even, a, if you will, academic relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then even small things like the the not liars found, like they didn't have to exaggerate things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm me, I, I'm going to tie it to something schoolwork wise, but okay, I got an 80. I can just say that. I don't have to be like, well, I got an 80, but you know, this and this was going on. So that's why I, I'm proud of my 80. Mm -hmm. That's, that's where I'm at. Or Mm -hmm. even again, some of this was social things, not uh, academic things, but yeah, I don't have to exaggerate how good I am or how good at something Mm -hmm. I am for you to have a good relationship with me Mm -hmm. as as an example. And then one interesting thing was learning to uh, like, what about those awkward times? You know, I should lie, you know, uh, like, uh, I can't think of it. I go and get a terrible haircut and I come to you and I'm like, what do you think of my haircut? And you're like, how do I tell them it's terrible? Like, you know? And so it was that they reported that learning how to navigate those difficult conversations and, um, sort of how the, uh, the writer said, like, kind of, learning to change the subject in a way of, you know, and I mean, the haircut examples may be a little silly, but like, okay, you know what, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go reflect on that. I'll come back to you later with some good mm. feedback and those kind of things. How do I just not say that was a terrible paper? Mm-hmm. Right? It reminds me of uh, Simon Sinek um, has mm-hmm. a quote where he says, we can delay honesty. Mm. So he speaks on having a friend that did a really horrible play that he would have walked out on if it wasn't his close friend. Uh-huh. And right after the show, the friend came out and said, hey, how did you find that play? Mm-hmm. But he knew in that moment that he would have crushed his friend if he was honest. Mm -hmm. But he also is a man of integrity. And so he speaks on you can delay your honesty at a more appropriate time. Meet rational with rational and emotional with emotional. And so he waited until she was not on that high of just doing this performance. Mm -hmm. She was more uh, rational, more less emotional. Mm -hmm. And then was able to say, hey, by the way, Mm -hmm. that play sucked. <laughs> it really Maybe was in a not good. Way, but say it exactly. Right? That yeah. And so I, I like that idea because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we might feel that pressure to lie mm-hmm. uh, when we're looking somebody in the eye and we see the emotion behind mm-hmm. them. We don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. So doing it in a way we can sometimes delay that honesty but still be ethical and, and in Integrity, I'm not going to say yeah. it correctly. <laughs> I also came across some other research that was um, pretty interesting and a little quicker than that, but it was the aspect going back to then the hormones. Mm. And it was a, um, a, an article talking about some research in terms of what goes on in our minds in terms of the adrenaline rush that comes with cheating on mm-hmm. something. 
right? Mm -hmm. So there's that aspect of like, oh gosh, I might get caught. Well, you know, what will happen if I get caught? And as much as we think about, I think about the nervousness, not that I ever tried to cheat on anything in uh, my schooling or anything, but the, the, yeah, (laughs) that was being a little sarcastic, but the stress of, oh my gosh, that uh, sheet of papers in my pocket or whatever, right? But then some people actually start to adjust to that and it becomes a bit of a rush. Mm-hmm. I got I got away with it, mm-hmm. right? So then I do it again, and and it was really interesting getting into some of, or the article I read, getting into some of the research where it says, and then it doesn't it doesn't really become the adrenaline hit anymore. Mm-hmm. It becomes that's your routine. Yeah, and then you have to sustain it, mm-hmm. and you have to sustain it. <laughs> but but it, what was really interesting I found in terms of the sustaining, it was the aspect of interacting with people in this area. It became a it's easier to justify because there's some aspects of stress for certain people, but an aspect of like, yeah, I put all this effort into cheating, like, but they're not thinking I put effort into cheating. I put really hard work into getting away with this. Mm. Like, so the grade, let's say on the test is related, not so much to the content, but the, I, I did some hard work here. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much time it took me to put my notes together to cheat on this test mm-hmm. or to copy from someone else or go online and, and exactly. purchase a paper or, exactly, or whatever? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. Uh, along with that, uh, if you will hit of adrenaline dopamine, when you get that grade back and you get a 90 on it, mm-hmm. except the 90s representing my effort in not keeping my academic integrity to a good level. But it's like, I worked hard at something and I got a 90. It's almost like that's now representing a grade on how well I cheated, Mm -hmm. right? And so, but then you get into a rhythm of this is what I do. And sometimes even a negative rhythm. I was talking with you about a book that I read recently by David Goggins, um, Can't Hurt Me. Mm -hmm. And he uh, gives a, yeah, he's got a, amazing for lack of a better word um like background and so on but he basically says i cheated throughout high school to get by but then i got to a place where he wanted to get into the uh forget if it was army at first or navy Mm -hmm. but then he couldn't be successful on the entry test to get in kind of going back to what we said before Mm -hmm. but to some extent the cheating is like it got him through in the end i i you know he didn't mm-hmm. felt like he didn't have the skills or the mm-hmm. ability to and again he had a whole lot of other life going on that i've never experienced but just mm-hmm. that rhythm of well i cheated on that test so like now i don't know that so moving forward i have to cheat on this one mm-hmm. and you get into a cycle of i kind of can't get out of that mm-hmm. in addition to the changes that go on in our brain in terms of um yeah it's not as stressful the next time it's more this is what i do this is my rhythm mm-hmm. it's very interesting when you get into the the brain science and how mm-hmm. the hormones adjust as we mm-hmm. move I just down can't that imagine that. Like, how would you, like sleeping would be tricky. It must have an upset stomach. But if you're saying you get into a rhythm and it just becomes your pattern, then perhaps you get used sure. to it, you adapt to it. And there definitely are a lot of articles I came across that were related to that too, depending on, I think there's maybe some dependence on the individual, but mm-hmm. you know, having cheated, especially when it goes against your value mm-hmm. is the, okay, now what happens in terms of lack of sleep? Um, you know, just like we saw from the other research, social interactions are not as good, yeah. right? Not uh, even beyond the, I'm telling white lies to my partner and now things aren't good is I don't have the energy 
for being with that person because I'm so nervous about the the cheating it's and conflicted. so on. Wow. But yeah, it's very mm -hmm. interesting the different avenues where things can things go in terms of our bodies. Absolutely, a lot of the articles that I was reading about is uh, around the cortisol, cortisol, the stress hormone, mm -hmm. and even if we get used to it, when it's like a credit card, eventually it's going to catch up to us, and then the amount of cortisol that comes from either getting caught uh, from an academic integrity place, mm -hmm. from a romantic relationship, but there is eventually going to uh, come the bill uh, yeah. when it comes to the cortisol. And I'm glad you mentioned cortisol. I meant to say something about that is cortisol is a long-term stress hormone. Mm -hmm. And one of its functions is, uh, you know, it's things like it causes us to release um, glucose so that we can make energy in our bodies and so on. It also suppresses our immune system. Mm. And so that's kind of from the standpoint of um, I can't get sick, right? Like if you think about anyone who's a student listening, for example, right? Like, a, okay, exams are coming up. Midterms like, are right now. Midterms yeah. are right now. Can't get sick, can't get sick, can't get sick, yeah. right? And so you're releasing this cortisol, yeah. the glucose is being released. I can stay up later. Not that I recommend that, right? But I can study more and so on. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if either of you ever experienced this. And then you get through exams and then you get sick. Every yeah. time. <laughs> Every time. High school, university, same thing. Just crash. Exactly. Yeah. And part Part of it is kind of the debt you're talking about, but the cortisol dies off because, oh, thank goodness I'm done all these assessments. It starts to decrease mm -hmm. and then your immune system says, okay, it's good to go. Let's fight off those infections. So you were actually infected the whole time. Yeah but your body was not fighting it off. And then it ends up actually sometimes in a serious way, like really bad because you've pushed it mm -hmm. off so long yeah. that now it's a bad infection. It's like you've had a wound, but there's been that pressure of exam season on it. Mm -hmm. And so you've been getting through, getting through, and then you relax and then you realize how big of that wound is. And then that's when you, the all the symptoms come out. Exactly, exactly. Very interesting. Yeah. Coming up after the music break, we are exploring how we can maintain integrity. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media at DCSA Media Hub, as well as at Wellness at DC. Here is Cheat by the Sadies. Right here.
Welcome back to the WellPod at DC from the Media Hub on riotradio.ca. So how can we increase and maintain our integrity? According to powerofpositivity.com, there are 10 actions to increase your integrity that you can carry forward with you every single day. For instance, take responsibility for your actions, focus on what's good for the collective community, help others, give others the benefit of the doubt, choose honesty in all things. But my favorite is admit when wrong, be reliable, and be kind. What are some actions students can take to increase more of their academic sense of integrity? I think a big part starts with understanding what they're responsible for doing. So being clear about if it's a a test or an assignment or a group project and so on, understanding what their role is, what the professor's instructions are, how they're being evaluated. Um, When you break things down into sort of manageable steps, it feels a little bit less overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And and if you get help, it might even feel less overwhelming as well, like some academic support. So breaking it down into steps, allowing time to do it, and um, making sure that they're clear about what's being asked of them. If they're not clear, asking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Professors tell me they'd rather have a student come and ask them questions. Make sure they're clear about what's being asked. Um, Even submitting a draft that's maybe not exactly perfect, but they've done it themselves and they've tried their best versus trying to, you know, cheat and get something done uh, Mm -hmm. in time, but it wasn't really their own work. I loved on one of our breaks, you were talking a little bit about perspective being one of the things that can Mm. sometimes lead us astray. Can you speak a little bit on kind of a a tip you have for keeping perspective in mind? Yeah, sometimes it could be hard. Students will come in and ask for help and they're overwhelmed. They're massively stressed. They're feeling that they're not going to be able to pass something, whether it's a test or an assignment. And so depending on the situation, I'll say to them, okay, let's try to think about what this is all about. This is an assignment worth, let's say 20%. It's one assignment in one course, in one semester, in your program. Let's, let's do it right. Let's not um, feel that the, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you don't pass this one, even if you don't get it submitted, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you can't do it because you've got so much else going on, sometimes you have to prioritize things. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you do not the best job because you just don't have time to do it. That's okay. Sometimes that's what you need to do. And you mentioned learning from your experiences. Mm -hmm. If you keep doing that, that Mm -hmm. might become a problem. But there are situations where students will put themselves into such an overwhelm that they'll feel so overwhelmed and they can't remove themselves from that and think, okay, yeah, this is one assignment. It's Mm worth 10%, 20% or one test. I'm going to do my best. Maybe I don't get the whole 20. Maybe I get five, but that's better than zero. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to learn the next time. I love that. It's like perspective is almost this trap door that when we're feeling like we're in that corner, there's no other options. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder of, wait a second, there might be that trap door perspective and, and we can maybe get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Sometimes I share with students, you know, uh, I, I don't always, but I go to uh, convocation when I can. Right. And I say to students, you know, as, as you walk across the stage, I'll be there clapping mm-hmm. and you know what I won't be thinking? That student got up. Mm. fill in the blank with whatever grade in Mm -hmm. my class Mm. or in a class, right? And same thing, that's a whole class, let alone one activity. Not that you want to make it too small in this, but like, Mm -hmm. what's the bigger picture Mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the effort in to do this, uh, you know, to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. and keep integrity, uh, be integrous, integrous, thank you, (laughs) be integrous with it. But then, you know, even, yeah, I got 10 out of like 10% of the 20% Mm -hmm. of that assignment. 
there's going to be other activities, assignments, mm -hmm. uh, tests, and so on in terms of uh, being able to be successful in the in That's the not going to make or break your college career mm -hmm. if you if you get 50% or even 20% on, on one assignment, mm -hmm. right? It might feel like it at the time, but you've got to try to put it into perspective. Access support, I've said it many times, um, you know, reach out to your professor and so on and don't think, okay, my college career is finished because of this one thing. I'm not understanding this one concept. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. That's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. And especially not to focus on the punitive aspect of academic integrity. Like we said, we like the positive mm -hmm. aspect, but that's almost the worst decision of the two mm -hmm. in the sense of mm -hmm. I put my best effort forward. I didn't do as well as I might have liked. Mm -hmm. It's not the end, right? But then there are academic integrity breaches yep. and outcomes from uh, from from those trying right? to take shortcuts engaging in contract cheating misrepresenting your work mm -hmm. um, going on to file sharing websites and mm -hmm. um, even using artificial intelligence inappropriately if you've been mm -hmm. told not to and so on or generative yeah. AI yeah so again being clear about making sure you're clear about what's being asked of you um, doing your best possible work and not trying to shortcut it mm -hmm. and, and learning from your experiences because if you fail one test or don't do well on one assignment Treat that, you're in school, treat that as an opportunity to learn and then do better the next time or try harder or ask for help or start earlier or do whatever. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Learning where your blind spots are, mm. right? So you can learn from them and, and continue to move forward. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. You mentioned earlier a variety of strategies and we continue to here. I know you brought a few um, um, uh, items from the, I believe they're on that uh, academic integrity website mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. as some of Sal's resources. I don't know if you'd like to speak to those, if that would be something that would be helpful to students. Sure. So there's two, there are two top tips documents. Mm -hmm. We have lots of top tips, but one of them is um, top tips for avoiding plagiarism, which has um, uh, all sorts of suggestions, things of things I've talked about, you know, start early, mm -hmm. um, do your research, um, check your work, ask for help and learn from each experience. So the top tips for avoiding plagiarism, it goes into more detail on the backside of the document, but um, really it comes down to understanding, asking for clarification, using the resources available, and then learning from each experience. Mm -hmm. um, there's also one on top tips for group work, and that's a can be a tricky area because mm -hmm. group work is, is an expectation at college. Um, it can have a lot of rewards involved with it, but it can also sometimes lead to struggles and challenges. One of the things is making sure that you are thinking about your own strengths. What can you bring to the group? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not great with APA referencing, but maybe someone else in the group is mm -hmm. tapping into those strengths. Um, communicate with your group members so that everyone knows what everyone else is doing and that you're all holding each other accountable mm -hmm. because your name's on that document. Everyone's name is on that document. Everyone is equally responsible for what's inside that, whether it's a presentation or an assignment and so on. Um, and then getting help. Yeah. As a, a, a sessional lecturer at Ontario Tech, one of the hardest experiences I had is a group of five students mm -hmm. submitted a paper that had over 50% of it plagiarized. Mm. And the policy is expel expulsion, right? Mm. Like 
And it was really hard reflecting on here are four other individuals mm-hmm. that were not aware of what the one student's choice was in not properly setting the work and following all the great tips that you gave. It's it's tricky in a group work. So I love those notes on like making sure you're communicating and taking responsibility. Your mm-hmm. name is on it. Mm-hmm. And so making sure, especially checking for things like plagiarism yeah. uh, and citing that everyone has an eye on those things. Mm-hmm. And dividing up the work, at least one of my experiences as a student's student, I should say, and it's good for students to learn that in addition to whatever they're trying to learn. But mm-hmm. ultimately, we end up typically working in groups when we get a career. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's good skills. But I remember in university, it was very difficult, not just the communication, but the aspect of who's doing what work. Yeah. And we always, I always found we were constantly trying to get all five members together at the exact same time mm-hmm. to work on everything equally. And something you said in terms of dividing up the, uh, you know, what are you good at mm-hmm. and dividing it up can be helpful mm-hmm. as speak, well. Speak right? up and say, hey, I'm really good at this, or I enjoy this, mm-hmm. or I I'm excellent at formatting things, mm-hmm. yeah. or I'm really good at coming up with creative ways to transition the ideas and so mm-hmm. on. And so, yeah, tapping into each person. Or I'm three right. this week and I can find research next week. Mm-hmm. Life for me is really yeah. busy, mm-hmm. so I won't be able to do much draft mm-hmm. wise, but I'll get you guys articles mm-hmm. that you can use and then I'll be able to help the following mm-hmm. week, let's say, yeah. on whatever you're working on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Equitable, not fair. Right, not yeah. you do page one, I do yeah. page two, but love the ideas of knowing your strengths and communicating mm-hmm. those strengths with your group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess the last resource, and this would go with group projects or individual, is something called a research notes form. And it's just a way, and you might come up with a different system, but it's a way to keep your research organized so that you know exactly where your information came from. And so um, there's a place to put you know, your source information, you can put your uh, the notes that you took, as well as your plan for using that information. So the research notes, if you've allowed time to do proper research, which if it's a research paper, you should start with research anyways. Um, mm-hmm. This research notes form allows you to keep it organized and it's going to be very difficult, if, on, if not impossible, to plagiarize if you take the time to do something like this mm-hmm. because you know exactly where your information came from. And I find it's a few degrees of separation from the article mm-hmm. or the book itself, right? Mm-hmm. Because I put it kind of into my own mm-hmm. words, putting it down on the paper, on the page. Yeah. Not that I use this specific one in uh, in school, but then when I go to write mm-hmm. things up, I'm using that as opposed to uh, as opposed to the original, the original source. source. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, for uh, for joining us today. This was really, uh, really awesome, helpful information. Thank you. So it's the end of our show today. Playlists and some of the books and tools that were mentioned in today's episode will be posted on our Instagram at wellness at DC. Next week, we're going to be in continuing is the word I was looking for there, twisting it with the word integrity. We're going to be continuing our talk on integrity, but in the world of artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which you kind of loosely alluded mm-hmm. to is uh, an area that we're talking a lot about with academic integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig, I'm a little bit short on time next week. So we were just talking about group work and uh, dividing work fairly. So do don't, you think you could uh, go there? <laughs> do you think you could help me and maybe come up with some script work oh, for next oh, week? Okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, wonderful. I can do that. I'll be helpful. Can you help prep yeah, for the I'll show next week? Thanks. Awesome. Don't forget, you can email questions <laughs> to anonymous, anonymously be discussed on air at wellpod at durhamcollege.ca. Our last song today is Honest by the Chainsmokers playing us out on Riot Radio. The other one is, of course, outing yourself. I think be the first to out yourself, I always think, because 
You know, there's no end to the hypocrisy of the human heart. It's 5 a.m. and I'm on the radio. I'm supposed to call you, but I don't know what to say at all. And there's this girl, she wants me to take her home. She don't really love me, though. I'm just on the radio And I'm not gonna tell you that I'm over it Cause I think about it every night, I'm not sobering I know I keep these feelings to myself Like I don't need nobody else But you're not the only one on my mind I'm so far away from you I don't wanna let you down What am I supposed to do? It's been three weeks at least now since I've been gone And I don't even like the road I'm just on the radio And I'm not gonna tell you that I'm over it Cause I think about it every night I'm not sobering I know I keep these feelings to myself like I don't need Sobering. I know I keep these feelings to myself Like I don't need nobody else But you're not the only one on my mind If I'm being 